Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast from Donaram. Um, Hi, I am Donaram. Donaram wants you (laughs) for fighting the insects. Uh, Yeah, um, we we tried to get Bo back. Oh, no, yeah, he's uh, he's working thirds now, actually. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that's been a little bit of a it's conflict. It's an issue. Although uh, some topics have been brewing, that uh, he's like played so many games and like read a few things lately. I have a feeling that the next time he comes by, he's going to be bursting at the seams for conver- conversation. Yeah, we, we live our we keep our viewers such as they are uh, hanging <laughs> for so long, and then we tease them. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Lesser Metal and KG Unit might shoot us if, if we don't get something up. Yeah. And we watched a pretty, I think one of our one of our people on Discord the other day said they wanted to see us do a movie review. And uh, here we are answering, because it's the first time I've seen Starship Troopers. I know, guys. He's a virgin. <laughs> I'm we got sorry. A, we got ourselves a virgin with Starship Troopers. I didn't, uh, not only did I not know that it was a movie, I didn't know it was based off a book. I didn't know there were four subsequent movies that goes after At this. At least, or so, I, I don't know. The, the sequels are nothing to write home about. My, uh, It came out in 1997, yep. and my mind was blown for all the video games that I played. Command & Conquer, Halo, StarCraft. It's like crammed all into this one movie. It's almost like the creative types who are behind that watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> read almost. sci-fi books. They they get they get on they get on podcasts or whatever mm. the, whatever the podcasting equivalent was in '97 and talk about you know I, I, as, as a fan of the book, I'm not <laughs> sure I like what Verhoeven is saying about fascism, which is not which is totally not what the book's about. <laughs> so take us <laughs> take us through this because one, I was grilling burgers, kind of in the middle of it. Yeah. And and had a phone call coming to where we had to pause the movie. But nonetheless, I was engrossed in this and just kind of having flashbacks to Command and Conquer, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, there is a certain aesthetic to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the whole overarching tone in the beginning just... Mm. Yeah, and I don't think, you know... The military is a very important thing to us in Southern Indiana. You don't, you don't, you don't kneel for the flag no, down here. No. no, no, not at all. No, um, but uh, it, but you know, I'm starting to think, you know, that maybe Paul Verhoeven, Mr. Mark, not well, just Mr. Verhoeven. I can't remember his first name. <laughs> I think you. I think you're right. I, I think, think I'm right. I, th- I think I'm right, but I could be wrong because yeah. uh, you know I am. Well, I'm just that kind of person. I can't look it up. My phone's <laughs> recording this. Yeah, it's a, it's an issue. Um, well, anyway, Mr. Verhoeven, he seems to have different. Um, yes, he, he seems to have a different take on a, what a military society would look like. I mean, obviously, it would be cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm 12. I'm reading a sci-fi book that has power armor and clo- and space marines. Was there was there armor enhancing? Yeah, th- no, well, not in the movie. No, no. That was one thing that people get very. It's an excuse to get mad about a perfect movie. Really? Because, oh, he didn't have the power armor in there. You know, fascism would work so much greater if they had power armor. What futuristic society are we actually... A warping is a thing, but enhanced suits for our military is not what's going on. (laughs) Look, that would have been very expensive, and you need to get Michael Ironsides on this. Absolutely. Uh, And, you know, you were competing with Michael Ironside for Command & Conquer. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I was so happy to see him in Command and Conquer Three. Yes, um, but yeah, so you know, Command and Conquer, it's not, it, uh, it, you, you know, it's not a very serious game. It's it's very serious about just having fun. 
Yeah. Like, it can tell an interesting story, but, you know, GDI, Nod, they're not really... Yeah, you're not supposed to, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, this answers all my problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm done with philosophy. It's right there. <laughs> now, of course, you could just live your life like I do, according to the principles of Nod. Yes. Cain lives. But <laughs> you, you should try to have, you should try to pretend to have some depth because you can't go to a council meeting um, or your your PTA meeting and just say Cain lives. Um, is there a Seth in this movie? I don't. Not well. Not really. There's not really an arch. Look, a Seth. Look, look. Seth is traitorous. He is not. He. You can't trust Seth. Yeah. And this, that. And, yeah. and if you put Seth in this movie, that would imply that humanity, more specifically the military elite who run things mm-hmm. as they should, <laughs> contain elements that are not trustworthy. Yeah. And you know, I'm just gonna say it. Command and conquer. It has a little bit more depth than the society that we're allowed to see. In we the, uh, we actually don't see any split in the human race. We're all no, together in this. They are all united, like yeah. even the civilians. Yeah. yeah. Of course, uh, you could say you, it is worth noting that the only civil, the prom, the most prominent civilians we see are very wealthy. They're they're white yeah. Argentinians living their best life in Buenos Aires and what. Well, well, that shocked yeah. me that they weren't from U.S. or European area. That it was Argentina. Well, it's you know, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, you make the fascism talk and then you talk about Argentina. I know, right? <laughs> God, what is this movie? Oh, no, look to at me? these uh, lily white people living it up, and uh, yeah. But any, <laughs> but but when you're talking about uh, fascism, it is kind of like uh, this is where one observation. This is what that like the fact that those civilians have no power really, but they're still wealthy. They're yeah. hugely wealthy. As l- all you have to do to stay wealthy is one, be wealthy in the first place. Yeah, very important step. Mm-hmm. If you weren't smart enough to be born wealthy, that's your fault. It has to be old money. Two, you have to say absolutely nothing against the military. Correct. If you if you if you support the if you support the fascists and just stay out of the way, you will stay wealthy. Yes, and that's the that's the decision that Rico's parents made. Yes, and they're mostly happy with that, and they're per- they're content as a cucumber. Yep, they uh, look they're not bad people. I say bad. I say sn- I look when I'm in the comfort of my own home when no one's watching. I will say bad things about the military, and that means I'm not a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. I was I was there with the resistance. Of course, there's no resistance because humanity is entirely united. Yes, and uh, there yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, the big divide. There are people who are, we're probably going to get bad comments from people who re- read the book <laughs> and say, "Hey, Heinlein was not trying to say anything here. He just thought he, he was extrapolating what society would have to become in the future, in a future with space bugs <laughs> that want us dead and have no depth to them." <laughs> look, look, gun to your head, space bugs trying to kill you. Will you go fascist? Yes, you will. No, what? No, what? Yes, you will. <laughs> and you're gonna like it. What if I go communist? Oh, pff, pff, pff. <laughs> we'll weed them out. Yeah. Um, interesting thing. Uh, this book. The, well, not the, this book. Uh, the this book. Movie. The book on which this great movie is based on. Yeah. <laughs> it was written over the course of a few weeks in response. Really? In response to Eisenhower, noted peacenik who knows nothing about military honor. <laughs> DS trying to de-escalate the nuclear arms race. Wow. Like, like why? I mean, now, 
we obvious now obviously you can't just de-escalate. Oh, sure. Because the Soviets are, are are not a complicated power block. You can't. There's no one in. There's no one in that whole evil empire that we could try to rise up. That we could try to work with. Yeah. No, you can't. They're 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 like insects, man. Yeah. They're like you can't deal with them. You just have to destroy them. And for that, you need nukes. And you need to have the balls. Yes. To destroy the world. That's why I didn't. Why didn't they? Okay, I'll save this point for another part of of the uh, of the discussion. The thing I just remembered, I had a question about. Did you have to do uh, federal service in order to become a citizen to be able to vote? Yes. Ah, see, that threw me for a loop. They made that mention in the movie, but at the same time, the parents, which I just assumed that they're just wealthy enough they could buy a ticket out, but they no. w- it, he wouldn't have been a citizen. No, had- it's uh, Heinlein has a very, very complex, very well developed sense of the society. Uh, like he, like, like he had, but, but the book is very. It, it really, it really embraces this. It really goes whole hog on the military elites stepping in when democracy fails, right? To set things, quote unquote, right. And right. from then on, if you want to have a say in how society is run, you have to join the military and toe that line. It's the difference between I think they put it a citizen and a civilian. Yeah, uh, and he and Michael Ironsides, God love him, specifically says uh, the veterans came in. Yeah, and said everything right, which is of course what uh, Hitler did. Yeah, the Hitler and the Hitler. Most of Hitler's early supporters were veterans of World War One. I. I forgot that yeah. Hitler was in World War One. Yeah, uh, and uh, Mussolini, and um, also the Le Croix de Feu in France. <laughs> A lot of these fascist government fascist movements were heavily dominated by right wing veterans. I even forget about France even being going down that path. They didn't. Uh, they, the, oh, the, the, I thought you were insinuating the, that. The Croix de Fou tried. They, they tried to overthrow uh, the government, but they but failed. They, they failed. They were destroyed by French dem- Democrats. Yeah. Or, or French Republicans or small R, small D. Wait, whatever. what was what was Spain back then? Uh, it Were they? Uh, it was, uh, it had just come out of monarchy. It tried Republicanism and then leftists got power and the veterans came to power <laughs> yeah a little uh, general franco like guys we gave dem- we, look we gave democracy a chance and now we're perilously close to poor people being able to read oh no and yeah look if you're rich just stay out of the way can't do it you can, look if you want to vote shoot communist with me if yeah. you don't want to vote that's fine you can stay rich just stay quiet yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um uh, anyway so uh, the movie, the movie. We're talking about the movie. We're talking about the movie. The movie is great. It it it, it is a text. It, it is a it, it is a movie that the fascist society would make about itself. Oh my god! It it's is propaganda. so sanitized. Yes, it's it's like it's 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 nineties bubbly. Yeah, but it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like all mean, the, as we got to even even with the kid in school, like the uh, the war veteran teacher preaching about you know what are good values yeah. and him going home and being like no dad <laughs> i'm gonna join the military and do right by my country world i guess and this son you want to get laid we know 
<laughs> we'll send you to this beach resort planet and so you're that going- you can get this out of your system. <laughs> you and your 35% math scores going to Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love is he, he mentions the military will pay for Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Well, the military, like his parents are willing to pay for it. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Uh, and it, but yeah, that's just uh, like, it's so 90s. It's so bubbly. It's fun. And then, but then like every now and again, the veil will just drop. Usually yeah. when it reveals the gruesome injuries. Yeah. Uh, occasionally the propaganda film will the propaganda the propaganda film you're watching as beautifully produced as it is will occasionally accidentally tell the truth like yeah. uh the bugs specifically attack humanity after extremist mormons have encouraged oh have, my yeah, god have, have i forgot about the extremist mormons look if if mormons moved into my neighborhood i'd probably throw asteroids at people oh too. my god yeah well, not, they, that I, not that I have anything against Mormons, but you know. But you're right; they do <laughs> kind of stair step it down gradually. It's first with the girlfriend dumping of him like ten minutes into him <laughs> being in the army, yeah, or the infantry unit, I guess. Really, yeah. And um, so, uh, the just the uh, but the thing about fascism is that it's all aesthetic, and it's like, it's all about the. Uh, the appear the outward appearance of power and being empowered and nothing's more empowering than having a cool gun and there's so many cool guns in this movie it's it looks there's so much like the halo gun like yeah it even <laughs> has the three little notches you got for the vents on the sides you got the little armor that doesn't seem to do anything no it's just slowing you down <laughs> no i think i wore that when we played laser tag yeah <laughs> And they play laser tag in this movie too. Yes, Isn't that cool? Hey, yes. hey, hey, little Timmy, age twelve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the little propaganda segments with the kids where they're yes. giving them guns. Yes. Isn't this cool, kids? Yes, it is. Cool. And they're all tugging on it. And then what? Right before they cut away from it, there's a guy with a handful <laughs> of bullets. Take these bullets, kids. <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> Yeah, and the, it's the kind of thing, you know, I think this movie's trying to say something, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, winking me, and it's saying that violence is kind of stupid. Yes. <laughs> I actually, during the first uh, first bit of that, I had to tear myself away from just thinking, oh, this is just like Command and Conquer. Oh, wait, no. No, they're trying to, they're trying to say something here. <laughs> uh, Command and Conquer, I guess, like, it, it's not saying that, the fact, it's not saying that, What's happening on the screen is cool. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you don't like when you're playing StarCraft. You're, you you don't aspire to be the pudgy, out of shape uh, Confederate Colonel. No. Uh, you laugh at him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of the I mean most of the campaign in StarCraft is uh, you trying to break away from whatever human <laughs> yeah government. Like first you're trying to break away from the Confederacy, and then you find out that uh, Minsk is. Just as bad, like man, I'm the only in shape person on this planet. <laughs> yeah, you find out. Find Rainer. That um, it kind of gears you toward thinking in that conspiratorial way, almost. And it's more fun that way. It seems, <laughs> at least in the in the game. This this movie didn't go quite down that route, but yeah. And uh, like, let's take it a little further. After like, this movie takes place before 9/11. Yeah, and it accidentally calls our society out perfectly yeah. because <laughs> war, we're going to war. Yeah. The, the bugs whacked Those us. Bugs John. Throwing <laughs> asteroids at us. The bugs whacked us, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> and it hit his hometown there in Argentina. <laughs> and then in one hour, we wound up losing even more people. <laughs> I love the thought that 
They shot plasma out of their butt, hit a asteroid, <laughs> perfectly sent it on a uh, on a uh, path toward Earth, and that's how they that's how they attack us. That's the terrorist act <laughs> that they do. It's also how they colonize. Yeah, by putting those uh, yeah. spores. Uh, they throw spores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh. Like, <laughs> it's a very video game. It's movie. such a video game. <laughs> I wanted to hold the controller the whole time yeah. and start pressing A. Uh, so yeah, the hate like the Halo aesthetic, and Halo kind of has the same general story where you're yeah. faced with an implacable foe. But if you look behind the lines at what humanity was like before it became an endangered species, yeah, uh, it was bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it yeah. was, there were a lot of reasons to be dissatisfied. In uh in Halo, uh, it, no, it's the, that story is not told as beautifully as uh Verhoeven, where he just Mm-mm. emphatically and aggressively says, "Hey guys, are you having fun? Look at all this! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this fun? Yes. <laughs> Look at that bubbly little girl. She's been opening up <laughs> navel to nose. <laughs> oh my god." <laughs> When uh, when they did impale people, man, they impaled people. Yeah, the the, the bugs, you know, I'm sure, like this movie was. They went all out on this. Like Verhoeven went all out making this movie, but there was still a budget. So occasionally yeah. the bugs will like hold their distance for a while and menace it. Like, yeah. oh, we <laughs> don't let them get too close. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got you now, human. Okay, the script says it's time for them for the drama. So now they now they're charging. <laughs> Uh, oh man, where so, does that bring us up to in the movie? Um, well, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of nonstop. You get attacked, and then you attack Klondathu. But the, oh, yeah. turns out sometimes the military doesn't have very good intelligence. No, that was bad intelligence. That was it was very bad intelligence. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> that D-Day <laughs> scenario they were having there. Yeah, uh, it's like Operation Market Garden. <laughs> it's like bugs spawn a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of okay. So it turns out invading the enemy's home world, it might be a little more difficult than there's we thought. Probably going to be some heavy resistance versus the twelve <laughs> dropships we shot down with this, about thirty guys in it. This isn't random or light. <laughs> yeah. Someone made a mistake, <laughs> and they're coordinated. And, and, and military intelligence has literal psychics, so they have no excuse. That part. It was very subtle, but it was there. Yeah, Dookie Hauser. Freaking Dookie Hauser <laughs> can read minds. Uh, he's, uh, I'm so happy to see him. He reminds me of my youth. He, uh, I can't imagine anybody else doing that role, even. Yeah, that's why uh, sequels are all sucky. Oh, is he not in the sequels? I don't remember him being in the sequels. I, it, it's, I think Rico comes back in three, but it's not. But those movies are like, hey, guys, look at all this cool military equipment. And okay. Yeah, that's is is that enough to get me to watch a movie? No. Yeah, there's something. There, uh, this movie is just really fun, but it at the same fun. time, <laughs> it was very fun. Like it's con- it's like a it's like a movie that's having an argument with itself between I, its between its presentation and its text. I have an, <laughs> a, a terrible attention span on movies, and I was in this the whole uh, for the, for the whole ride. <laughs> I did not get off uh, at, at any point in, until the end. And uh, like 
it has bosses. It has bosses. It does. It's got the big bugs. Yes. It's got the brain bugs. Those, uh, when they introduced the bugs that could shoot plasma at the cruisers, <laughs> which had a horrible formation. Luke pointed this out. They have a terrible formation whenever they enter enter the orbit of yeah, their Yeah, keep home a world. tight perimeter. Really, really clustered there, making a huge target <laughs> for these uh, butt shooter bugs or whatever they were. Uh, but uh, it really did remind me of the uh, anti uh, anti orbital guns that were in Halo. They were just shooting up. Yeah, <laughs> or um, even in uh, StarCraft Two, it's very obvious. Oh my God! The uh, <laughs> I can't remember what those bio anti air guns were called, but yeah, it's just that like like uh, the Clendathu drop was literally the climax of Wings of Liberty. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> where you're you're trying to get down to the uh, establish a base and you're finding all your drop ships. That mission specifically, you can't plan for the Zerg. You know? No, you can't. <laughs> To this day, I find myself quoting that every time somebody, every time a, every time an architect or a contractor comes in with a with a construction plan. All right, we're gonna lay out broadband throughout the county down this <laughs> corridor. We uh, estimate that it'll be done by 2022. You can't plan for the Zerg. No. <laughs> And you know what? They couldn't. Coronavirus hit. And that oh, was yes. Closer to 2024. We, we had a biological hazard show up. <laughs> yeah, biological hazard showed up, and now we're not going to be able to have internet until oh 2024. Uh, yeah. That has delayed internet here. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Uh, the Zerg, the bugs. <laughs> Freaking. COVID whacked us, Johnny. COVID did whack us. God. <laughs> should probably go invade it. We probably that usually that's usually how you solve had problems. they uh, had they done Tychus's quote we're at the galaxy's biggest turkey shoot Jimmy <laughs> they had a turkey shoot in they the did movie. have a turkey shoot <laughs> literally impossible to miss <laughs> uh, I, I love that they would have been in a better position had they just not shot the bugs so they couldn't yeah. form the pile. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if they had just waited for the dropship, they might have made it out. I um, I did like the 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 flamethrower one, but I'm surprised the humans didn't bring more um, fire, if you will, instead of just bullets. Yeah, it's like the implication is their military was mostly dedicated to killing other humans. Yes, uh, Marine <laughs> King probably really loves the strategy that they took in StarCraft Two. Yeah, you know it's the Rumf- it's the Rumsfeld situation. You go to war with the army you have, yeah, not the army you want. They clearly needed medevacs <laughs> hovering over, a, yeah, uh, or the, that little group of Marines would have done probably well, a lot more damage. We know they have the green goo. Yes, <laughs> they could, they could just like why don't you just shower your forces? They didn't have with any suicide goo. bugs, did they? No, These they were didn't. all like. These were all like Zergling. Now, basically. if the Banshee, uh, now, yeah, I, I, Verhoeven needs to make the StarCraft movie. We know that. Yeah, it, it needs to have been made by Verhoeven. Otherwise, it will have been a failure. But the first mission of, uh, oh, sorry, episode one, going to hiccup. The uh, StarCraft, uh, StarCraft one is pretty much a propaganda film for the Terrans. So it yeah. should, it should be, it should be him. <laughs> I love the uh, the opening mission of Star, uh, the opening Terra mission where you destroy where, where you successfully destroy the infested command center. Like, hey, yes. you caused property damage. Yeah, that is the worst thing you could do. Now you throw down <laughs> them weapons, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Heard Antifa was causing property damage, so I st- I left the site of a shooting. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and we brought the entire SWAT team with us. <laughs> what do you mean the capital's being invaded? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, man! Don't you dare suggest that our threat assessment is flawed. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, the movie, <laughs> so Starship Troopers, uh, it ends. Like it ends like a '90s movie. All the friends are back together, except for the ones who are dead. But the ones who are dead, his <laughs> everybody he cared about, with the exception of that one uh, girl. Okay, that one girl. Yeah, like, but she was just a replacement until he can get back with his real girl. Yeah, and she did not die. And the boy that was getting in the way yeah. of their relationship did die. And oh. the girl yeah. that was getting in the way of their relationship died. Yeah. And they still have Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And every relationship needs Neil Patrick Harris. You need that one super smart, hey, happy-go-lucky hey, guy. Leave some room for Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yes. Leave some yes, room yes. For, like, yardstick. Leave some, leave some room for du- Dookie Hauser. He literally... Was he the one that did the uh, hand yes. in between it? It's yes. A, it's afraid. Yeah, That is not useful intelligence. No. But God, do the fascists love the idea of yeah. something being afraid of them. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, his character, he did go from a little uh, happy... Go- yeah, I guess he was kind of serious in the beginning of the movie, but he went full serious there. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> I, I, I sicked a weasel on my mom's nether regions. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot <laughs> that was pre- uh, well, that's a hoot. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry I sent your team in to die, but I needed to be sure that there was a brain bug on P. I had to make difficult decisions every day. Oh my god, you were such a 15 year old libertarian, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. <laughs> And that's kind of like the the thing with uh, science fiction. You have a lot of protagonists who do that, speci- who, who say that specific line: "Hard men making hard decisions." I don't yeah. like doing this. Yeah, but doing this gets me a really cool uniform, yeah. power, prestige, and a sense of my own high rationality. Yes. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yes. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. I can rationalize my way out of that. You know why? Because I'm such a rational person. Yes. <laughs> And so a lot of like science fiction will have people like, you know, I really don't like, I hate having to do this, but I'm going to have to kill all of you because, uh, you know, that's just what, re- that's what logic and reason demands. And it's really the greater big. good. It's like, it's, it's really big with like libertarians and Heinlein was a libertarian. Really? He was, he started out as a Democrat, but then Roosevelt came along. And started spending money on poor people, which is not logical. No, no, no. You, 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 if someone is illiterate, that's because they're stupid. Yes. If you teach them to read and they succeed, well, that's only because you helped them. And yes. that, you perverted the natural order of things. Yes. So he becomes an ardent anti-communist. Yes. And a libertarian. Yes. And he does things a lot of libertarians do, which is... There is one thing about government I like, and that is its ability to kill people. Oh, my. Yeah, that's why the military... You know, the the ideal government would have no social programs, just a military. Yes. What about town hall? Military barracks. (laughs) That's where the veterans hang out and decide. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. You, You know, I think... Maybe we could tamp down on the fascist impulse in America if we gave everyone in government a gun. Oh my god. And cool uniforms. Yes. I mean, yeah, like if if every teacher dressed like that and taught progressive ideals but looked like a fascist, that might be even a tr- I don't know. Uh, the, but the presentation is nine tenths of the sale. Yep, 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 yep. Of course, the people who would uh, have to teach that would have to look like idiots. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It's a sacrifice. 
Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so Man and Conquer, those cutscenes that yes. it's known for. Uh, when you, we love those cutscenes. We love them. We they're do. not. They, we do. They're not going. They are not going for the Oscar though. No. 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 <laughs> not. Like Seth is a great actor. Yes, he took he that was. bullet like he needed to. He was born for that role. Yeah, he he was born to look around when he hears the gun click. Yes. <laughs> but that is the level of uh that, but that that is the level of schlock <laughs> that is entertaining. But it also it, a fascist society doesn't really have one of the big things about fascist societies is they don't really have that many artists because artists tend to be liberal. Well, that's even the theme in in uh, Starship Troopers, isn't it? It's very kind of brutalist, um, industrial-looking society. Yeah, they're obsessed with being recognized for artistic, like 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 Nazis in film. They have, they have a huge inferiority complex with Jews, liberals, communists, because they are recognized in the art world for right. film. So Gables was always big about uh, upstaging certain directors, especially Jewish directors, with his own films. <laughs> and some of those... And, and, so, and sure, some of those... Stop, and sure, if you pump enough money <laughs> into your film industry, you might come away with something that looks good. Right. But at the same time, yeah. it's not gonna, It's still just going to be springtime for Hitler at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and not the fun kind, no. where you accidentally make it great by parody. Yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so... Uh, like it's like with uh, conservative actors, you know, conservatives always say, oh, "I hate celebrities shoving their politics down my throat." Except for those celebrities, yeah. And in fact, they deserve not just. In fact, they don't just deserve um, our attention. They des- they they demand our respect. And if they're not given that respect, then they have been canceled. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so they like there is that impulse where they just. They're desperate to have artistic representation because generally the people who create art are not that don't agree with them. Right. Like a lot, and it is true. A lot of our literature, our film, it has a liberal bias, not a left wing bias, but a liberal one. It's vaguely progressive. Um. So, and and that's just comes and it just comes from who's going to be writing people who choose to write tend to have just think a little bit more along that along those lines so right. it's always it's always going to be in there and as a result right wing fiction tends to be overly well reactionary for lack of a better word which is that's a good word <laughs> it's yeah. a good it's a very descriptive word for this phenomenon it's reactionary in that it goes over the top and they're very blatant about their ideology if um, like I, I read a lot of trash fiction nowadays, and there's one guy I kind of I, I I love to hate. It's John, his pen name is John Ringo, and it's about this uh, guy on a college campus who just got back from Iraq, where he has served 58 tours. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm exaggerating, but sure. not really. And he was he has a head injury, and he's got he's on 50 percent disability, but he's still quite capable of killing. Yeah. And anyone, he, like they called him Ghost, oh. because of course, of course, of course, they did because he can like he he he's like he has like stealth capabilities. He like stands in the bushes, no one can see him, and he's constantly on the prowl. He's he's literally the, the protagonist of the book 
ghost is stalking college girls. Okay. Yeah. He's not a bad person. Oh. He's just stalking college girls like sure. you do. And okay. then like mu- you do. Yeah. And then Muslims. Okay. Kidnap like you do. Muslims kidnap these college girls. Uh oh. So he jumps on their truck and follows them back to Muslim HQ in a warehouse. And he finds out that co- Muslims across the country are kidnapping college girls to ship them to Syria, where Bashar al-Assad <laughs> is videotaping them being killed. So Ghost <laughs> invades Syria to rescue the college girls and teach them that liberalism is why they were allowed to be kidnapped. <laughs> and they need a strong, conservative man like him. And then he has an orgy with the girls. Of course. That is not subtle. No, that no, not, that's, like, that's far there from is subtle. A, <laughs> like, like a liberal... Move, now, let's take, a, let's take a little bit more liberal... Um, uh, like 12 Angry Men. That's a very liberal movie. Okay. Another In that there is... There, okay, there is uh, one juror... There's a murder trial. The jury has been forced to deliberate. There's one guy, stereotypical liberal, like, guys, I know this guy kind of looks like the person who would kill this person, but I am not convinced by the evidence. Sure. Like, uh, guys, he's obvious... And all the conservatives are like, he's obviously guilty. Why are we, why are we wasting time on yeah. this guy? Like, I, I, guys, let's just take let's just take a moment to calm down and think about this. And over time, he wears the jury down, except for one holdout. And they eventually get a mistrial. That's just, that's, it's, there's a lot, of, it's a little bit more subtle. Like, it's just the liberal impulse to give the benefit of the doubt sure. for those things. But then there's a, not, there is another, uh, but it's still, it's still a movie is taking a side. Another a better a better version of a political literature that doesn't take sides or it takes sides but it makes the sides a little bit more fleshed out is advising consent a political drama about the confirmation of a secretary of state candidate uh, who is who was in his youth uh, aligned with a communist group mm-hmm. but uh, he that was just when he was young eventually but now he's just kind of a vaguely progressive guy who doesn't want the end of the world by nuclear hellfire right and it goes into the Democrats who are trying to confirm him, the Democrats who don't like his confirmation, the Republicans who are vaguely progressive, because this is a, this is a book from the 50s and 60s. Sure. There was a progressive Republican Party at one point, or progressive faction. So it, it, you got all this inter-party drama, like conservative Democrats and progressive Democrats angry at each other. Conservative Republicans are... It's, it's just a really thrilling book because the two sides are not monolithic. Right. It's that's a, that's a hallmark of the liter- of liberal literature. It, it it's a lot it's, a, it's less good or bad. It's a lot more it, it embraces complexity and embraces the gray area be- yeah. in society. And and, and then it went, and then they're like, "Okay, now having have, having exhausted you with all this drama, yeah. here's why <laughs> Here's this authorial insert about guys. Why can't we just be nice? <laughs> As opposed to the right wing trash <laughs> airport, uh, the airport trash novel, John Ringo. I was a cons- I was a pussy once, and then I embraced Reagan, and now I have eighty girls performing Felicia as I kill Muslims. <laughs> Not seventy two, because that would no. be Muslim. <laughs> oh my gosh! And 
it is kind of weird how you get through a lot of that and it's almost uh, dare I uh, dare I say exhausting and that's why people try and re- uh, go retreat back to simpler times yeah and on its surface a ve- like if you some like, like I'm not I'm not going Starship Troopers is a very fun movie because it's a very simple movie. Yeah. It's just heavily interwoven with Verhoeven's politics. Yeah. So those politics clash with the source material quite a bit. And that adds a lot of complexity to a very simple narrative. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, this is just, (laughs) this is a great movie. There's a lot of fun spectacle. And holy hell, this is terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would we, I, I even put myself back in 1997, like despite being in third grade, um, if I would have, uh, how, I wonder how many people actually caught that that's probably what we would end up with. Um, there was a lot of talk about the movie and there's a lot of people who will fight you in saying that either Heinlein's book is not political, which eh, it's sure know, that's hard. That's a, that's a hard sell. It, it, you know, it's like when it's like when you wake up in the morning and you wake your cat up and it does. It's, yeah, it's a big stretch. <laughs> Vera Wilma's movie is very political. Yeah. Highline's book is very political. There's political yeah. in very different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vera is very critical of the universe that he is portraying and he's showing you the universe. Like he is showing you a film that an indoctrinated citizen in the universe that he's portraying might look at and come away with saying, Hey, that was cool. We're going to win. Yeah. (laughs) But if you give any thought to it at all, like, okay, we got, we got annihilated on Klandathu and we kidnapped a low level brain bug on an outer rim planet. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. We got the middle management. Like we spoke to their manager and he was, it was afraid. Yeah. Karen Karen looked at the manager. It's afraid. Yeah, that was so funny. All of them cheering. God. What's the what's their weakness? It's afraid. Like I want to play StarCraft and uh dark uh and get a dark archon to take over an investor and bring it back to the base so and declare victory. Just start typing GG and the other guy going, What? Now we know their plans. Charge and Charge in great numbers. Yes. Oh. They did infestors. Okay, now we know how the Zerg operate, guys. Yes. <laughs> they have a very strong first tier. Yes. Very strong second tier. If we could just hold out to the third tier, we might be able to get a good mech unit going here. I forget even what's good against infestors. StarCraft players might have to... Uh, it's been a while since I played StarCraft, in. but yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so in, con- in conclusion... In conclusion, like, uh, you know... Sci-fi is a lot of fun. It, it, it really is. It, I mean, it, I love it's it. fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just really fun. Uh, <laughs> but you know, eventually you do like. But when you what, like fifteen-year-olds, they tend to have, um, you know, you, you don't, you, you know, you're you're going through puberty. Your life is hell. Yeah. And since you're going through puberty, everything is even more hellish. Yeah. Because you're being dramatic. Yeah. And you just want affirmation, validation. And yep. Yep. sci-fi books, they tend to have a youngish protagonist yep. being validated for yep. doing very little. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just having praise heaped upon them. Our protagonists and Starship Troopers really (laughs) ascended the ranks fast. Yeah, despite getting a kid killed. Yeah. (laughs) It's... Over time, you got like uh, it's like it's like with Warhammer 40k fiction. When it started out, it was just kind of embracing the stupid, and yeah. now it's actually like that. And now it's really trying to actual go for like the the complex storytelling. And you know what? That's fine. You need yeah. simple stories. You need complex stories. But yeah. you know, tell which is which. And if some and, and if and if you find yourself reading a book by some guy who seems to be espousing the need to kill everything that looks different than you yeah. and demand subjugation of women and create <laughs> go ahead and read that yeah. laugh at it yeah and if you find that it's not funny and it's making sense to you put it down uh, just walk away <laughs> just walk away and go to a church and confess yes <laughs> maybe only play rts's but don't talk to anybody yeah, that's what I. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's how I. Uh, that's how I deal with my problems. I go to uh, the confession with "Forgive me, Father." It's been five years since my last <laughs> confession, uh, or since my COVID haircut is really going out of control right now. I like. I go to my barber. Forgive me, barber. It's been five years since my last haircut. <laughs> uh, forgive me, Verhoeven. It's been five years since I've seen Starship Troopers. <laughs> Forgive me. This is my first night seeing. Yeah, Starship and Troopers. so how much? It was like the Rosetta Stone in a way for a lot of '90s, late oh '90s God, video yeah. games. Yeah, that uh, that was mind blowing. Like all those fun games that were just having a laugh. Like uh, like uh, all those like. <laughs> I love <laughs> going so, back uh, and seeing inspirational material for some of these games I loved. Yeah, this is the seminal work of '90s. I nerds. can't wait for Dune to come out. Thinking of that, by the way. Uh, which Dune? Oh, oh the Dune. New, oh, the, the new, new Dune. Dune. Yeah, I, yeah. Forgot, I forgot they're making a new Dune. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't read any of the books. I haven't seen any of the old stuff. I don't even think I played the the video game. Uh, it's basically Command and Conquer. It's pretty. It's it's fun. Yeah, I'll have to. I might have to try that out. Uh, they had. They had. Good, At least watch a let's play. They had good cutscenes, but it's not as good as Command and Conquer, where they're yeah. funny. Like yeah. they're, they're they're like, it's but it's more like sci-fi original movie from the '90s where they put some effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like now. It maybe if they made a new video game in response to the new movie, they'd go to modern sci-fi, and we'd have Sharknado cutscenes. Oh yes. So here's the real question: Now do I need to see Starship Troopers uh, two? No, you don't. Okay. You need to watch. You need to watch the other seminal work of video games, and that is Aliens. Aliens is gonna have an Alien. Yeah. Alien. And then Aliens. You watch Alien for a good horror movie. Yeah. Watch Aliens for I Star loved Trek. Prometheus. Yeah. Oh, you'll probably love the Alien movies then. Alright, we'll do that. But, uh, yeah, Aliens is where most of the sound bites for StarCraft came from. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna be hyper aware of that when yeah. I'm no, watching. Anyways. Bye-bye. Well, um... Thanks for tuning in and uh, check us out uh, yeah, for our next up, uh, upload. We'll get Bo back in chains if we have to. We will. Take it easy.